VDI Insights. Real-time insight into the challenges we face daily and the value-driven principles we use to overcome. Here's Tim Murphy. What's Murph investing in right now? (laughs) That's a great question. And you know, I wish it was a question more people asked me. And I think the reason that more people don't ask me that question is because they feel like it's an invasion of my privacy. Why? Why is talking with someone about their investments, about their goals and their dreams, when it comes to money, feel like an invasion of someone's privacy. Because for me, I love talking to people about that. And if I know somebody's investing, I could sit down and talk with them for hours. So why don't more people want to talk about their investments? It's always a question I've been thinking. So today, on our VDI Insight, I wanted to talk about what I'm investing in. And what I'm investing in is also what we talk about in the private value-driven investor community. Because that's what it's all about. The value-driven investor community is all about like-minded people, value-driven investors, who are out to either make investments or talk about the investments they have. And together, We hope to help each other make smarter decisions, make bigger profits, and make an impact in each other's lives. So what am I doing? Well, it's kind of exciting actually, because I invested in a multifamily property. It was, I believe, 97 units down just south of Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas, with a group of investors, including myself, And it was really cool. It was a syndication. I participated in the syndication. And um, the guys that I invested with were fantastic. And it was awesome because this was one of the first multifamily investments that I had ever done. I was referred to these two fellows, uh, Dan and Mike. And uh, it was from a close friend of mine. And after I had a chance to really break down what their offering was on this particular property, listen to all the different things and strategies that they were using, I was very intrigued. So I dipped my toes in and I made an investment in uh, this asset down in Texas. Well, two years later, I have just received word that they purchased the property back when we initially bought it for 6.5 million roughly. And we just accepted an offer for $12.5 million in two years. Now, I can tell you this. <laughs> I've done a lot of real estate investing, and I can get some really good returns in about 12 months. And I would say that if I did, let's say, two or three deals and everything panned out, sure, maybe, just maybe, I could hit a 200% return on investment cumulatively for multiple different investments. But I will tell you this, for these guys on my first at bat to come back and tell me that the money I invested is going to come back with a 200% return on investment in two years, 
<laughs> I can tell you I had a smile on my face. So Dan and Mike, I just want to say thanks, fellas. And uh, I'm excited because recently, after I was made aware that we might be able to sell this property in Texas, they found another deal. And uh, after a bunch of digging and really understanding what the investment was all about, it's in a market that I really like. And it's a market that I've done research in and that I am trying to um, actually work with Mike and Dan on to find new assets. And that market is Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee. Now, if you've dug deep into Nashville, Tennessee, like I have, you'll realize that it's probably one of the top five markets in the entire country for investing in multifamily assets. Now, I say that because I don't know what it's like to invest in any other type of asset because I haven't really done the homework. But when it comes to multifamily assets in the Nashville area, and when it comes to the demographics and everything that Nashville has to offer, I will tell you this, it's one of the best markets and I would agree. So when Mike and Dan gave me this opportunity, obviously I jumped on it. So recently, I just made another investment with my buddies and we are now invested in a, which we haven't closed yet, but they're in the process, everything's tied up, contracts executed, uh, due diligence is getting towards the end, and then we have to shore up the financing, and then we will be closing here, I believe, in the next 30 to 60 days. But we will be taking down another multifamily asset that has 110 units. And the thing that really got me excited about this property, number one, the location, number two, the demographics, but what really got me excited is the transformation. I don't know. I'm telling you this, the longer that you listen to me, the more you're going to realize that I get really excited about the transformation. And this property has been neglected, to say the least. Now, the bones of it were not terrible, but cosmetically, it just needed some love. And those are the kind of projects that I'm doing all the time. And those are the value add projects that reap the greatest profits, the greatest return on investment. That's what got me super excited about this project. And that's why I made a substantial investment in this particular deal. So those are the two deals that, uh, those are the two things in the multifamily world that uh, have been going on here lately for myself. One of the other things that's really exciting is that for my development company that does infill development projects, that development company is called Ground Up Development. We just acquired two new projects or two new assets. And uh, it's super exciting because this one asset that I have, which I've been sharing with our private community and value-driven investor, it's actually right next door to my last project. So I had a project on Kellogg Avenue and we had just finished it. We actually pre-sold it before we were even done, and we were able to sell that for 1.4 million, well, a hair over 1.4 million. And now with um, the neighbor right next door, who we, by circumstance, became acquaintances with, because when you build houses, obviously you're going to be in affecting the neighbors. And when we do these kinds of infill development projects, we take a lot of pride, especially Chris, who's the general contractor that I work with on a regular basis, takes a lot of pride 
in making sure that we keep the neighbors happy because it's not their fault we're building a house right next door. And yes, it can be frustrating. And yes, things can happen that are not fun, like the noise, working on the weekends, and all these different things that have to happen to build a house. So we try to do our best to take care of the neighbors. Well, this particular neighbor was very appreciative of everything we did. And with that, he loved the house that we built. He loved the pride that we took in our construction, the pride that we took in taking care of the people around us. And he offered to sell his house because he was making a life change and actually leaving the state of Minnesota. Well, we took him up on that offer and we acquired a new project right next door to the last project we did and sold for 1.4 million. Now what's super exciting about this particular property? Our last property had a 50 foot wide frontage with a 134 or 135 foot deep lot. So it's 50 by 134 deep. That's the size of the lot that we just finished. Well, this one is 75 by 134 deep. 75 on the frontage across and 134 feet deep. That, what does that mean? You might be like, yeah, who cares, Murph? Well, what that means is this is very rare in this particular neighborhood called the Pamela Park neighborhood. So I just was able to acquire a very rare, very valuable piece of property in a fantastic neighborhood in one of the preeminent neighborhoods in all of Minnesota, Edina Pamela Park neighborhood. So that got me really excited. Again, you know, in our private community, I share my different strategies and what I'm going to do with that property now that I've acquired it, how I'm going to keep costs down, how I'm going to design it, how I'm going to finance it, and everything that I'm going to do. And that's really exciting. I'm really excited to share that with, uh, with our private community uh, as we go through the life cycle of that new project. On top of that, I also bought another project, which was going to be an infill development project for my company, Ground Up Development. This one is particularly interesting. Now, you've probably heard me talk about on the podcast a neighborhood called Linden Hills in Minneapolis. Linden Hills is one of the, if not the, most popular, most sought after neighborhoods in all of Minneapolis. It's close to the lakes. It has walkability. The score is 10 plus. It has parks. It has just about everything you want when you think about enjoying Minneapolis city living. And that's why I'm super excited about this particular property. Now, what's interesting is that it's actually a property that sits on a hill. <laughs> and you're probably trying to envision that. But if you check out any of my social media, I have some pictures out there. Literally, I'm gonna have to build the house into a hill. And what's that gonna result into? a tuck under garage. Now I've never done an infill development project with a tuck under garage and I've never literally built a house into a hill. So both those things are exciting and I'm really excited because I'm actually meeting our designer out at the site next week to start the design. Again, you know, lots of people ask me about what's the process? How do you go about doing this or that? And inside our private community, that's exactly what I talk about. I lay everything out there so that people can learn 
exactly what infill development is, how it happens, and what is the process. So I'm really excited. I wanted to give you guys an update. Those are two new projects. If you follow my social media, you're going to see um, what we're doing and, and some of the action that's going on. So feel free to check those out. I also have another smaller project. It's on 41st Avenue in the Howe neighborhood of Minneapolis. And it, you know what? It just makes me think when I'm doing big projects, these big infill development projects, there's so much to it. Sometimes it's nice to have a smaller rehab project that you can get in get out and have less brain power attached to it. And that's this 41st Avenue project. What's super exciting about that project for me is we are trying some new design concepts. One of them being in the basement. And I'm really excited to see how that pans out. So that's gonna be a cool project. The other thing I wanted to bring you guys up on is, you know, you might hear me mention it every once in a while, but the cryptocurrency world is something I am keeping a close eye on. Now why? Well, I do have investment in the cryptocurrency world. I'm not gonna sit here and give anybody advice about how to invest in the cryptocurrency world because it is speculative. It is risky. But I do believe Rich Dad was probably the first one that I ever heard coin the term the people's money. Now, Robert Kiyosaki says that cryptocurrency is the people's money. And the more that I've been researching, investing, and paying attention to the world of crypto cryptocurrency, and this has been since late 2017, and my first investment in cryptocurrency was in 2018, I can tell you this. I do believe it has a shot at being the people's money because it's decentralized. Now, not all crypto is decentralized, but Bitcoin is the leading candidate of decentralized money. I really believe that if cryptocurrency is, does not get corrupted, and if cryptocurrency is done the right way, decentralization and giving the power back to the people to control money, control transactions, control business deals, and control the flow of information, I just feel like that's the right thing. So the blockchain is something that I continuously study because I truly believe it's the future and cryptocurrency is the money of the blockchain. So maybe, just maybe, as we grow the value-driven investor community, cryptocurrency will become more prevalent in our conversations but I always like to give you guys a little taste of what's going through my head when it comes to what's Murph investing in right now. Stocks, I'll tell you this, when it comes to the stock market, I'm probably not the guy to talk to. I have very little faith in the stock market. I feel like it's inflated. I feel like it's almost fake. What is a price to earnings ratio? How is that even calculated? And then you have these super machines, these supercomputers that are making trades every nanosecond. How does that even make sense? I don't know. That's why I don't pay attention to stocks because I just feel like the stock market is manipulated and why would you get into a gunfight with someone who already has the gun pulled and you don't even know it? That's my two cents on the stock market. So you probably don't want to call me and ask me about it. When it comes to the jobs market and what is happening right now, 
really not paying a lot of attention outside of America just because I don't have the bandwidth. But today, we just heard that the expectation for job growth here after COVID was 720,000 jobs. That's what was expected to come to the market. But only 235,000 jobs actually happened. Now, if you pay attention and if you're a real estate investor or investor at all, you have to pay attention to some key indicators in the market. Jobs is one of them. When 235,000 jobs have been given, but the market expected 720,000 jobs, what impact does that make or should it make on your decision making? And I can tell you this, the impact it has for me is that I'm always triangulating. So when I get the news that the jobs report was less than what they expected, but yet I'm talking to all these different entrepreneurs and investors, and they're all telling me the same thing, which is I'm ready to hire. I am looking to bring more people on and in my company. My restaurant needs servers. I need more drivers. My children are not going to be able to make it to some of their athletic events because we don't have enough bus drivers. What does this mean? And you have to pay close attention because trends, trends are what I follow. Trends are what I'm good at. Trends are how I predict my investments. So that's a little insight on what Murph's investing in right now and a little bit of a breakdown on what I'm paying attention to. If you guys have any questions or if there's an insight or if there's a topic that you want me to talk about, please visit us at the, our Facebook page, our Value Driven Investor Facebook page. Throw in a comment. Ask a question. We want to hear from you. We hope today's insight helps you navigate your value-driven investor journey. If you're sick of being alone and find value in being around like-minded people you can turn to for investing advice, our value-driven investor community was built just for you. Join us at valuedriveninvestor.com.